I'm not using your fucking vending machine for my burger. No tomato, no tomorrow. That's what I see. March 30, 2022, and this is Rare Encounter, Encounter number 91, getting lit on Union County tap water. I'm Abel Kirby. And without a clue in the world, I'm Cold Acid. <laughs> no clues here. Those, all those cards, those clue cards, they're still uh, face down. No one's picked one up yet. Hmm. <laughs> Apparently our stream site's not alive anymore. RareEncounter.stream. Uh-oh. Is it bad? Is it broken? This is, uh... Somebody was, uh, was just saying on the Fetties that they can't access it. Well, you can always find the... The Fetties. The Fetties. That they can't access it. Well, it seems to work for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, it seemed like it was working before. I think Cotton Gin manages that, uh, if I remember right, he, uh, he hit it, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I think it's just fine. Um, if, yeah. if you can't, just, just give it, just hit refresh. If you don't already hear us, you can, yes. Uh, if you can't hear me right now, uh, just go to rareencounter.net and click on the stream, uh, uh, link there and that'll let you hear me. Yep. It's the same, <laughs> it's the same difference. That's, that's yeah. true. So what's this link you sent me just before the show? This is Canadian, uh, what am I looking at? Hello everyone. I'm Kate Wood. Read it. Just, just read the whole okay. damn thing. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Kate Wood. This is some BC Bud, one of my country's biggest exports. I'm from Canada. It's not America. I have maple leaf flag on my bag. I pour maple syrup on everything. Thank you. <laughs> she has certainly a way about her. So this, what is she, an English teacher, a cartoon in Japan? Apparently, yeah, this is supposedly out of a... Japanese English textbook. Well, you know, I'm I don't really believe it. I think I think it's a shoop job, but I mean, you know what? You know what gives away that it's probably not real? The pixels? No. <laughs> Say, saying that we export our BC bud instead of keeping it for ourselves. Oh, well, you know, Ellen Baker is my favorite uh, English teacher. So she, te yeah, she, she yeah. coaches English, I've heard. <laughs> You know what? I should check that. Uh, I should check that cosplay world site from last week. See if there's any Ellen Baker cosplay oh, in there. Man, that was a deep hole you sent me down. Uh, man, <laughs> there's yeah, a lot of stuff. I on mean, there. I mean, lewd cosplay of Ellen Baker. I I would sure be hot for teachers. Oh dear. Well, there's a lot of uh, there. There's an interesting encounter I had. Uh, it, the uh, the laundromat I wanted to bring up, and it wasn't an encounter with any of the uh, the people there because I was alone. It was like midnight, <laughs> listening to podcasts, doing my laundry because that's what I do. And I started walking around looking at all the signage and the uh, the the gotcha pawn machines and everything. And I found uh, the first thing I noticed is there's a um, business card for Pure Romance, and I put a picture. I don't know if we want to include her full name in there, but. You know, when I saw this posted on the uh, the bulletin board, I was like, wait a minute, hookers have business cards? But I don't think, do you see the picture, Cold? No, uh, he doesn't see the picture. Okay. So no, I don't see the picture. It's like some just weird stuff posted everywhere. I don't think it was actually for uh, for that, but it's just the way that it was, the way that these are phrased looks really kind of strange. Um, and they also had the temporary tattoo machine. I put a picture of that in. Uh, do you see that one? 
you know, maybe this oh. had the uh, the fart night number two uh, world champion fart uh, taco smell. Yeah, baby shirt. Yeah, it has all these uh. just really bad. Um, they're fake logos. So they have a Mountain Dew logo, but it says instead of Mountain Dew, it says Mound of Duty. Yeah, that's <laughs> they're, no. It, they're going after like the uh, the twelve year old uh, who's there with his uh, mom uh, and wants four quarters for a temporary tattoo department there. So. I, I would say I would say not even twelve years old. That's like <laughs> That's ten like, year old level. Yeah, you say no, no, go floss over there <laughs> while we wait for the clothes to dry. Jeez. But yeah, there's a all kinds of stuff going on in Ohio. I've had this Ohio report I wanted to uh, bring, and I've been putting it off for a long time. Should we should we take care of our uh, executive producer and uh, other donors first, though? Uh, yeah, let's see any real stories. Why don't we do that and then leave me into Ohio? All right, Ohio. All right, okay. <laughs> I don't know. My, like I said, I'm without a clue today. Uh, several days of being sick will do that to you. No, no, I'm not just sick in the body, I'm sick in the head. Well, then again, I was always sick in the head. All right, our executive producer for tonight came in just a little before the show, and that is none other than Sir Spencer, who sent us the sexy sats donation 6969 sats and he sent the message swinging a cider and singing a sailing song <laughs> try saying that six times fast yes well thank you sir Spencer. Second up, yeah second up we got cotton gin with 5555 sats also just before the show asking did i make the cutoff yes cotton gin yes you did other donations since our last episode were 3,333 sats from Anonymous on CurioCaster, and 1,984 sats from none other than Melodious Owls himself, Tom Starkweather. Tom Starkweather, yes! Woo! He just sent me a message. I don't know. I I, uh, I just saw that. Well, there's no in message the here in the boost in the boost tracker. No, I got it on uh, on the NA Socia, I think. I got to read. The, I saw the ah, notification. The I didn't read it. <laughs> the Socias. I hope it's not important. No, thanks, Tom. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Anonymous and uh, Cotton Gin and uh, Sir Spencer and uh, who? Do we have an executive producer out of the? Bunch? I said Sir Spencer. Sir Spencer is the executive. Yeah. Uh, yes. Awesome. So this show coming is coming in with that. Se- coming in with those sexy sats. Those, of his. You gotta have the sexy sats, man. Uh, stupid sexy. St- <laughs> stupid sexy Spencer. <laughs> stupid sexy Spencer. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, this is uh, our. Valley oh, he's even, he's even got he's even got kind of the the Flanders stash too, doesn't he? You know, I walked. He's into... like he's wearing nothing at all, nothing at all, nothing at all. And some days he's not, <laughs> especially when he's podcasting. I mean, after all, uh, clothing is optional on bulls uh, on bull after bull. The way we do this show. Is uh, we do it live. We wear clothes. We well, we wear clothes sometimes. We do it live every uh, Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and at rareencounter.net you can find all the links and uh, listen to the older episodes, and also find out about uh, how to send messages to us through Podcasting 2.0. You can go to nudepodcastapps.com and pick out a nude podcast if you don't uh, podcast app if you don't have one already, and uh, send us some boosts. And if you send us a boost between shows. We read it at the beginning of the episode. And the only way to show up at the beginning of the episode is to send a boost before the show starts. So you got to pay attention. You got to get it in on time. And then at the end of the episode, 
We're also going to do a segment where we read all the boosts that come in during the show. And, of course, the only way to show up at the end of the show is to boost during the show. And you can do that by going to the uh, uh, rareencounter.net, I think, is a good way to do it. But if you have CurioCaster, you can go to the CurioCaster page for us and boost the live item. The lit. Boost till you're lit. And uh, oh, while we're talking about all this, all this boosting as well, we're number fifteen. Yes, I saw. We got a little, uh, a little low on the chart for my taste, but uh, I'll take it. Oh, I mean, given given what we're up against for uh, most supported shows, I mean, it's it's not that surprising. Yeah. Of- what actually surprised me is podcasting two point is in the first place, followed by no agenda. Which is interesting because No Agenda doesn't read boostograms at all, as far as I no. know. I don't think it's ever been done. No, they de- they've definitely they've definitely got boostograms. I've I've heard the pews myself uh, <laughs> from, including ones that I sent in during during the show. I've heard the pews for those sending sending in uh, sats to correct uh, John and Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's how you gotta tell him you're wrong. Well, if we're wrong, you can well, send yeah, us. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the be- that's the best way of telling somebody that they're wrong: giving them money and saying you're wrong. You're wrong. Here's a check. Here's some sets. <laughs> do we have pews going tonight, Cold? We do indeed have pews going tonight. <laughs> oh man! So uh, those will be going off during the show, I think. You know, I I kind of want to put a bounty for uh, a feature on Helipad, which is a volume knob, if it's not already there. You know what I mean? So there's some podcasts yeah, where I know what you mean. It's it's uh, where it's a little on the loud side, yeah. Yeah. And tonight, like I said at the top of the show, all I get is water. I get some tap water and I heat it up in the microwave so it was a little bit warm. Um, the problem was it wasn't cold enough and it's hard you're to drink, chill it. You're fast. drinking you're drinking nuclear hot water. Yeah. Well it's just it's you know, so if it was lo- okay. if it was room temperature it'd be kind of uh I don't know. So I figured it'd be better to warm it up because it's faster than trying to cool it down. You know, you gotta pick one, right? You don't wanna be in the middle. That's the danger zone. If Me, you- I got I got uh I got strawberry haritos. Uh strawberry haritos. And, and I mean I would much prefer that over over warm water. Well, this is, I was going to make some tea, honestly, and I couldn't find the tea bags, was the other uh, the other half of that uh, story that I may have embellished a little bit. Uh, so in Ohio, there's a couple things going on. Um, I said at the top of the show, I'm in Union County now, and uh, I've been poking around trying to see what there is for the show, what's good, and uh, what can what can we bring Union to County. Rare Encounter? Mm. Yeah, so Union County, I don't know, there's... And what did you find? Ohio has some interesting things. Uh, About three weeks ago, I went to a Walmart, and this was... The strange part was the greeter, because I went to... (laughs) As you walk in, they have... It's, you know, if you imagine a a Walmart greeter, I always think of that guy um, from the... (laughs) He has the puppets, where he goes, Welcome to Walmart, get your shit and get out! Uh, Whatever his name was, uh, Jeff Dunham. But the Walmart here in town, they, uh, if you walk through the door, there's like two guys who are just straight up cowboys standing there. They go, Howdy, partner, you look great today. Uh, and they're waving to everyone as they come in. It's like uh, 10 <laughs> levels above what you'd expect at a, a Walmart. <laughs> and so there was that, which has kind of left an impression on me. Man, the Walmarts up here, they don't, they don't even greet you. <laughs> Half the time, there isn't even a greeter there. 
So, so much for being friendly, I guess, in Canada. Making me kind of want to want to try the the American Walmart experience. <laughs> well, just, the, just to encounter these, just to encounter these greeters. We do we do have the post purchase bag check though in some locations here. Oh, that's so they treat you like a criminal, huh? You know, like how at Costco you're supposed to you're. Yeah, kind of like at Costco where you got to, like, show your receipt as you're leaving and they, like, scratch it off. And they do that at some of the Walmarts in this area because, well, some of the people in this area a little to the west of me aren't exactly the best kind of people. <laughs> They're Canadians is what you're trying to say. Uh, no, okay, fine. Leave it there. No, I'm it's, not trying to say that. I'm trying to say that they're 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 uh, five finger thugs. Yeah, we, they don't treat you like criminals on the way out of Walmart. Here, they uh, they smack you on the ass on the way out. Say, hey, cowboy, keep it up. That's what goes on here. Yeah, well, it's only it's only the ones I've only encountered this at the ones in Oshawa. Oshawa. I haven't encountered it at any of the other ones here in Ontario. It's just. Oshawa's full of scummy people, I suppose. Even uh, 20 years after they supposedly cleaned it up. Jeez. Well, around here, it's been pretty good. I mean, I've been uh, down the streets uh, in the middle of the night, uh, mainly after dark. I just shouldn't say the middle of the night, but through the winter, um, when the days were, <laughs> were getting darker uh, earlier. I was out on, you know, out on the street alone. It's like it's pretty, feels pretty cool. I mean, it's not like it's, uh, you're going to get mugged or something. Uh, even walking around town, like there's a little bar I've been going to where what you do is you park at one place and then you walk, basically walk down an empty, an alley behind a bunch of stuff and there's an unmarked door and you go through that door and then it brings you down like a hallway that's like made out of plywood and damaged carpet. And then you open another door and you have to like know where these doors are <laughs> and then you're in there. And so it's super sketch, but after uh, I've been through it like once or twice now, and it's like, oh no, actually, it's a really cool place to hang out. So, you know, this reminds me of something I heard about the uh, about the Prohibition era, where they would have like these super sketchy tunnels and and boarded up ways from like one building to another. So you'd go in the, you'd go in this one place, and then from there you'd go through like this passageway that looks like it could just fall apart fall on apart on top of you as you're walking through to get to the speakeasy and then like when you're in the speakeasy it's like fucking classy out the ass right and some of these guys are my people though too i walked in uh one place and within a couple minutes it was like not even a minute from when i walked in i had someone walk up to me and he starts talking to me about so (laughs) 9-11 He starts talking about uh, the, uh, hey, did you think it's funny? Uh, Jim Morrison's dad was involved with this uh, particular event. It didn't seem like he was there, huh? Isn't that kind of weird? And so he, they, they've got the uh, the conspiracy crew around here, which is a lot of fun. Um, I wonder how many of them listen to No Agenda. <laughs> they, I, honestly, some of them could. Um, I also got, actually, this International Brotherhood of Electric Workers. There's a little local... Uh, it's a union, and I got a sticker from yeah, them. Yeah, I've heard of the IB, IBEW. So this is uh, 683 is the, I guess it's a chapter or something. So anyway, I was talking to a guy who does electrical. There's a lot, so much um, automotive stuff around here. Um, and so he does car audio, and they've been doing it. They have businesses and everything. And he said, yeah, you know, uh, I'm a member of this union. Here's a sticker. And he just had a bunch of these stickers. 
just hand them out. <laughs> so now I have one for my. I gotta put it. I put it right next to this uh, sticker I got from the uh, the meetup I went to uh, in February. So, yeah, the automotive is. I didn't expect this when I was uh, before I actually moved out to Union County. I was in that hotel for like a month. Um, I was hearing about you know Mark Wahlberg has his car dealership, and there's some other other interesting things. But what I found out is in Union County there is a giant Honda plant and it's actually the main thing that's going on out here right now is there's a you know honda uh, factory not just that but looking at your notes it's also a huge wind tunnel facility well they just opened that and so the other perks of the small town is i had read this story and then i was uh i actually got a hot dog i was Walked around and there was some shop. Uh, actually, Cottingen told me about this place. He went to it before I did. He said, uh, go inside. So I went inside this um, this hot dog place in town. I got a hot dog and I'm just sitting there talking to some guys. Turns out they work at the Honda plant. We start talking about the wind tunnel. So it's uh, it's really uh, good for uh, – if you like to chat like I do, uh, Gregorius I think is the word for it, then you uh, – it seems like a pretty good culture around here. I love it. And so uh, the Honda wind tunnel, I have a story from Motor Trend. Maybe this is our first story today, is they just opened this. It's like uh, $124 million. They always put the price tag in all the headlines. Facility. Of course. That does um, a lot of different kinds of analysis. And one of the things it'll do is a wind tunnel uh, feature. But there's other things that it does that aren't highlighted very often. Um, The... Really cool thing is they have all these microphone arrays, and they can do sound testing inside it. Cool. So, uh, like the first picture I put in the notes, I'm going to link this article from Motor Trend to the chat, unless you already did. Uh, I have not. You you, know, you, you can link it. Sometimes you're better at doing this than I am. So let me pop that in there so people can see what I'm talking about. The um, These kind of arcs, these arches that they have are just covered with microphones, and they have... Uh, some software that can take all of those different channels and sum them up in different ways and form beams and listen to uh, particular parts of the car is the way I understand it uh, and see what kind of sound it's making as they uh, as they do different tests. And, and so they have this whole sensor suite that does that. They have the, the typical wind tunnel stuff where they have the giant metal fan and they can spray, you know, a... Yeah, I'm looking at that metal fan picture. The, du- the dude huge. is the size of, like, the the exposed blade is the size of a man. Yeah. And there's this huge blue beach ball in front of it. Yeah. It looks like. That's for, uh, there's some aerodynamic now, I'm gonna, stuff, right? I'm going to guess that, the, that those blades, I'm going to guess by the look of it that those blades are also adjustable. Oh, yeah, to change the like pitch? the angle on them can be adjusted? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, I don't know for sure. I don't know that feature, but you, yeah, like a helicopter where what you can change the, uh, the pitch of the blade. Looking, looking at the one right next, yeah, the one right next to the guy, you can see like this gap of light near the uh, near the top of it, right? Oh yeah. And so I'm thinking that's probably not attached there, and so that means they are prob they can probably adjust the pitch on them. Although I wonder if it's like they can adjust the pitch dynamically or if they have to bring it to a stop and then like change the pitch and lock them in. Cuz I imagine I imagine if one of if one of those blades came loose 
That would be some mighty expensive damage. Oh god, that would be a nightmare. You've gotta, they've gotta have that built in. You know, they're an automotive company. They've gotta have a big safety factor in there just because it's part of their culture. I'd be surprised if this wasn't uh, one of the safer facilities you could work in. Yeah. By the way, where did you grab that particular picture? Because it doesn't look like it's in the article. I oh, I see. You have to click this see all eighteen photos thing. Yeah, there's a you. there's a bunch of um, photos. So Honda actually photographed all these things and they distributed them in their press kit. And I think I actually pulled it from the press kit, but the entire press kit's on you know every article. <laughs> they 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 just throw all the photos in there because why not? Ah. It was cool, though. And I also put the photo of the control room. By the way, I uh, am a control room enthusiast. And this control room is okay. I guess they get some points for being clean, but there's some key features that are missing. Uh, and the first is the mini fridge. I see no mini fridge, which is uh, amateurs. You gotta have a mini fridge, you gotta have a microwave. What is you, this, it, amateur hour? Yeah, if you have a control room. Those are yeah, like the need, rules, you need, man. You need your, yeah, you need your little lunchette corner in the control room. Yep. The one guy's wearing headphones, and I'm going to pretend he's rocking out, not listening to the the waveforms from the the uh, sound phased array, but eh, just Maybe pretend. he's rocking out to the waveform. Oh, he's rocking out to the sound of wind. That's wild, man. Yeah. That's what is... That's he's, got what, some, he's got some next level taste, dude. Yeah. That is amazing. I never even thought of that. He's like, he's in the ASMR haze here. He's, 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 uh, yeah. he's floating over a forest somewhere in Belgium right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. So the specs on it, the, uh, the peak, uh, air velocity is 193 miles per hour, which was quoted in the article. Uh, that's interesting, but the, I like all the sensors and the other stuff they have in there more than it's like. I've never driven a car that fast. Uh, I didn't know Hondas. I'm, I'm really. I, I didn't know I'm Hondas really went that fast. Interested by these by these arrays of uh, of dots that they have, like the the semicircles and circles of little little dot uh, sensor bundles. I'm guessing those are phased array. Those are the microphones. Ah, okay. Those are the microphones. And they're, cool. they're positioned in space, and then you have a computer that sums all those signals in a certain way with, with a de particular delay between each one. And when you do that, you can do what's called beam forming and beam steering and point the, uh, you know, kind of make a microphone that has a lot of directivity and kind of aim it where you want to listen to. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, so there's the Honda wind tunnel. Um, other things to do in Ohio, I have the uh, couple events coming up. There's only three of them. Uh, one of them is the Ohio State Fair that's coming up later this year, and I think I have to check that out for the show. Then there's this big balloon, hot air balloon event that comes around. It's called Balloon Day. You know what I mean? Like balloon the Day. Balloon Day in Ohio. And they have a bunch of these touring balloons that come from, I think most of them came from like Pennsylvania. You know, they have, well, the Remax balloon will be there and a number of other like hokey balloons will be there. If you look at some of the old pictures, they have uh, just, it, it looks like yeah, fun the, the festivities, Remax family fun. Everything. It, it is the, it is, yeah. The Remax balloon, you know what it is? It's the slut of hot air balloons. <laughs> it is. Oh, man. Now, the Goodyear blimp. How does that rate in the balloon sluttiness? Is the Goodyear blimp a whore? 
No, the the well, man whore because <laughs> blimps like that with that shape, they gotta be male, right? Oh lord, yeah, it's I guess a so. bi- it's a big floating dong in the sky, and it makes me want to buy some tires so I can drive away. <laughs> oh dear so there's the balloon thing i'm gonna see I, I might be able to see it from my porch i have to find out what direction they do it in um my window op- points out to a big empty field so i'm hoping it's gonna be in that vicinity so i might be able to see the balloons without uh buying a ticket but they also have a concert and stuff and here's what i'm most excited about is touch a truck touch a truck touch a truck and it's a uh local event where you can go and touch a truck as it's built it, it does what it says on the tin right i don't have to go to a special event just to touch a truck <laughs> well i go i can i can go over to my uncle's place and touch his truck all all i want not that i want to because the thing's falling apart at this point uh i I'm my gonna... brother tried my brother tried using it for getting his uh, for getting his boat out of the lake or into the lake, and he decided after that to just rely on the marina to do it for him. Mm. So yeah, it's if I had my own truck, yeah. I, I'd probably keep it in better condition. But I mean, well, you could touch it any day of the week if you had your own truck. You could fondle that truck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's like. I see trucks all the time. I can fondle any damn truck I want around here. There's plenty of them, and they don't complain. Not like women. Oh, boy. And there it is. <laughs> yeah, that, there we go. And there we go. Stop. All right. Well, well that, we... was, that was maybe a little try-hard, but <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, had, I, I had to get my moment of, like, cold acid is a terrible person in there somewhere well there's a couple there's only one more thing i wanted to mention which was back i I wanted to mention this on the show a long time ago we had mike dewine who i'm not a big fan of uh did uh sign a bill which is the permitless concealed carry uh which is sweet senate bill 215 it removed permitting training and background check that's permitting training and background check requirements to carry a concealed weapon so you can just carry a concealed weapon and uh, you can just do it, which is great because that's what you should be able to do uh, according to the Second Amendment. So I, I, I'll applaud him for that, even though uh, some of his other stuff, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. When I, think, he's in I, his... think there, I think there should still be like a strong request, not requirement, but like definitely edge people towards still training for uh, for how to safely carry concealed. Well, they used to teach it because, in high I mean, school. Yeah, they did, they did used to teach like people how to how to shoot long arms and uh, handguns back in high schools back uh, decades and decades ago. They should bring that back. Yeah. Oh well. The high school I went to there was actually there was actually a basement with a range in it. That was uh, that was built for the Army Cadet Corps, that was based out of the area, uh, back when it was first built. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't think anyone's in a rush to bring it back, but it seems like it'd be a good idea. You know, that's how you know it's not going to come back because it seems like it'd be a good idea. Yeah, anything that's a good idea tends to get shit canned, while the bad ideas are allowed to prosper. Well, and we... look at look at the result. You have Joe Biden as the president. Yes. It seems we do. Well. Um, well, that's a great segue into the into the ducks 
I have a I, I have some clips I want to play uh, about picking up ducks. Of ducks? Cool. Do you know how to? I just want to ask you uh, before uh, I play these. Cold. Do you know how to pick up a duck? You pick it up. Have you ever picked up a duck before? No. Have you ever held a duck in your hands and looked into its eyes and knew? Nope. I've 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 held a cat and looked into its eyes. I've held puppies and looked into their eyes. I've held rats and looked into their eyes. Hey, Nick. Boy. All right, we're going to do ducks, though. So uh, in case anyone was wondering, if you're interested in the waterfowl, uh, this is going to be a little tutorial on how to pick up a duck. I've got three parts here. The first one is how to pick up a duck. So let's get right to it. How to pick up a duck. Step one, find a duck. Have you found your duck? Step two, place your hand underneath the duck, palm side up, and lift the duck. Congratulations, you've now picked up a duck. There you go, people. Now you know. Hold on, I got, I got something, I got something for that. Good job. Yes, yes. Now, uh, you might be concerned now that you're holding a duck. Uh, you, uh, you might have to go do something where it wouldn't be convenient to be holding a duck. So, what you'd have to do is put the duck back down. Cold acid. Have you ever put a duck down? No. I, that would have required me to pick up a duck first. Oh, I see what you're saying there, yes. Well, uh, just in case you accidentally picked up a duck one day and you need to put it down, uh, I have part two. How to unpick up a duck. Step one, pick up a duck. Have you picked up a duck? Step two, slowly lower the duck until its cheese feet have touched the ground. Step three, feet. release the duck. Congratulations. You are no longer holding a duck. Good job! <laughs> oh, man. So this is from a uh, little video that was... It was actually... I got it off Dig. Uh, I didn't even write down where it was from. It was like a... Uh, I think it was a TikTok uh, compilation, but... They had one more... About picking up and putting down ducks. Oh, yeah. And I put the pictures so you could see in the, the show notes. You could see, you have now picked up a duck. And he, they show you how to pick up a duck. They also have... Uh, part three is, uh, you know, some amateur mistakes. We're going we're gonna to make sure that we don't make any of these mistakes. How to pick up a duck. Part three, common problems and mistakes. So, you've found yourself a duck, but you find yourself chasing after it. It always runs away when you try to pick it up. Don't do this. If you're behind, that should remind you that that's wrong. If you chase a duck, it'll run. So get in front of the duck and introduce yourself and state your intentions. Hello, duck. My name is human name, and I'm going to pick you up now. Place your hand firmly underneath the duck, palm side up, and lift. Congratulations, you're now holding a duck. There you go. There's our, our educational moment, uh, especially, I think, Sir Spencer. He's raising chickens, so I don't think this applies to chickens. Uh, but the... Uh, if you ever run across a duck... No, but you, still, the you need more to know you know with Rare Encounter. Uh, remember, if you're behind, that should be that should remind that you're doing it wrong. <laughs> All right, that was a throwaway That bit. voice makes me think of, like, those, uh, what was it, Welcome to Night Vale clips that Fletcher sometimes oh, plays. Oh, yeah, it sounds like Cecil, what's his name, Cecil something? Night vale. I don't know his name, but I remember, if you see something... Say nothing and drink to forget. Yes. 
yeah, Cecil something. I can't remember his name. Is the the guy whose voice is on there? Um, what else do we have for news? Um, I got the uh, Hamburg- the hamburger vending machine. We could go down the list. Yes, hamburger vending machine. Have you ever wanted a hamburger made by a robot? No. <laughs> Neither have I. But <laughs> <laughs> now. I'm a little disappointed by this story because it says the hamburger vending machine has arrived and it's dated from yesterday. So you'd think it'd be current news, but I swear we've had hamburger vending machine stories like every other year for the past decade. I've seen this before. You know what I mean? This is old news. Do you recall? Is is this uh, this, uh, just did I dream that I saw a hamburger vending machine and I'm remembering it like it's reality? Does anyone else remember this? I've seen... I know the, I know about like the, it's like a vending machine, but it just gives you a ticket that you take up to the counter for your order and they have it all prepared for you, but not like a machine where you put in your money and a burger actually pops out the bottom. Yes. Now I'm looking at this picture from this article about it and the picture itself, never mind, never mind the idea of robot assembled, uh, burgers out of a vending machine just this lady is wearing flesh-colored pants and there's this arm reaching out it looks like from her knee to grab a burger from underneath oh that's her knee and it's just it's like what what the fuck what sort of like fucking gene stealer bullshit is this lady i mean like this that's something i'd expect from like fucking from like tyranid cultists in uh, 40k not not like a normal person at a vending machine these are my knee hands i use them to uh, levitate burgers <laughs> knee how you ask uh this this machine is kind of wild it toasts the bun and then there's the other here's the other thing oh. here's the other thing about this whole idea is like you go to a vending machine you put in your money you press a button and something pops out pretty much right away have putting put my money in and wait five or six minutes for the burger? No way, man. Just keep it human then. <laughs> yeah, it's the my biggest problem with it is there's no variety. It looks like you get ketchup and mustard. There's no good toppings. Like I don't think it even has pickles. It says adds condiments, but what it means by condiments is ketchup and mustard. And uh, the so it's a so it's a total burger burger vending machine then it's yeah it's ketchup mustard and cheese but it's customizable you can choose to remove any one of those so you could have a burger without cheese so I, jesus I, christ i i think a proper hamburger should have lettuce and tomato on it uh maybe some onions and pickles uh that's the way i roll so i know yeah no if if like me you know what i put on you know what i put on my burgers besides bacon and cheese what Ketchup, lettuce, onion, tomato, and pickle. If there is no lettuce, if there is no onion, if there is no tomato, and absolutely fucking if there's no goddamn pickle, I'm not using your fucking vending machine for my burger. No tomato, no tomorrow. That's what I see. Damn straight. Oh, man. So this seems like... (sighs) It's just another play towards, hey, we're going to get rid of all the employees uh, and uh, have a machine, re- it, which is like at some at some level, uh, it's 
not a bad idea to have an assembly line if you're making a bunch of the same thing, you know, but the kind of the crassness that this stuff is rolled out with, like there was a story I read, I didn't bring it to the, in my notes or anything, but I think it was an Applebee's where everyone quit uh, the day of, uh, when an email got circulated, uh, because in the email they say, hey, you know, if gas prices are high, that means people have to pay more for gas, that means they're more desperate, and we can take advantage of their desperation by paying them less. And it, this was from some uh, manager, I don't know, some uh, obviously not someone who was working behind the counter at Applebee's, and then all the responses to her, like, applaud against, oh, well, yes, this is great thinking, sharing for... <laughs> You know, sharing this idea around and obviously when the guys on the the actual floor, you know, the people who are making the food and serving it saw this, they all walked out. They closed the restaurant and the guy, you know, as I think the final FU is they comped everyone in the restaurant. They just said, "Okay, we're comping all your food and uh, then we're leaving. We're not even going to lock the door on the way out. So the uh, man, man, Applebee's is lucky that they didn't fucking burn the place to the ground. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was a place that burned to the ground. Uh, do you want to run a potato news story? Um, I've got something for this. A little jingle. Well, we maybe. needs a few good taters. It's potato news on Rare Encounter. Potatoes. So this is a uh, story, it's a little bit old. The story is actually about the layoff, not about the explosion. And I feel like I've missed the the train here. I didn't hear about this explosion until I saw the story about the layoff. I'm going to post the uh, the article inside the the chat so people can see it. Um, yeah, they, you'd, you'd think that this would... This would have, uh, we would have seen this on Potato Pro. Well, I saw it on Potato Pro on, on the guise of the uh, the layoff, and I was reading about the layoff, and then I realized the reason that they laid everyone off is because the potato chip factory exploded. And so this, what we're talking about is the uh, Shearer's, uh, I guess that's how you say it. I, I'm not familiar with that Shearer's. brand. Shearer's. brand Shearer's of, Foods. Shearer's Foods um, Potato Chip Factory. And there's some pictures in the show notes and some, it, it was hard to collect all of these because there's so many different pictures from different news sites and you have to click through a bunch of crap to get to them. But the, uh, the entire factory burned down after an explosion. And so they had to lay everyone off. Uh, there were, and when I say everyone, I mean 231 people who worked there. Um, the, according to the, uh, firefighter or the reporting i should say says there were 73 firefighters at the scene and they were trying to figure out how to put it out for a while it was just smoldering and they they were basically all there fighting it to contain it and they said well you know it's we're gonna have to wait till it burns out down because all they could do is contain it so this was a wild fire um i, I shouldn't say that like that uh it makes it sound like it was no, a wild it's not, fire. it's not a wild fire the it's fire a, was wild it's a wild building fire a wild building fire and the uh just the pictures look terrible man you can see there's one where it has the the whole row like the whole factory is up in this black smoke and there's flames leaping out everywhere and uh and then the next picture from it that i pulled was just the wreckage and it you couldn't even tell there was you know a factory there it's it's like all the walls are caved in and collapsed it's like a it just looks terrible what walls it's just the it's like it's just the uh like the framework yeah, the actual plant uh, had made potato chips and some other things. And I found out it took a little digging to get the cause of the fire because they 
they weren't writing it in the later articles, but I found out what it was. It was a, uh, or appeared to be, according to the uh, Umatilla County Sheriff's Office, that it was a portable natural gas-powered boiler that exploded. And then I suppose cut the rest of the place on fire. Um, The uh, company uh, owner said that they're exploring opportunities to relocate team members interested in working on other in other plants and they have i think they had a jobs fair they're putting together for everyone who used to work there to see if they can get them placed at other factories around the country if they want um you have to imagine there's a 231 people there's a lot of people at a lot of different levels you know all the way from the potato the people actually running the machine up to management and engineers and there's there's got to be a it takes a lot to keep a modern factory running so um, it, ta- it takes a village to raise a potato factory <laughs> in this case it takes a uh, portable natural gas powered boiler to raise a potato factory but uh, yes but that's a different sort of raise sort i was of raise. Ma- i meant r i r a i s e you mean r a z e yes the um i i keep trying to get the name of the damn town but the article uh, that i'm looking at doesn't keeps redirecting me so you're gonna have to chalk that up to the internet being full of shit and that's why i cannot get the name even though it should have been in my notes so uh <sighs> there's your potato news uh i'm i'm waving the white flag on this one uh the bad javascript is uh is uh, destroying the my ability to research in real time fuck javascript yep <clears throat> Well, anyway, there's our potato news update, and I guess that ties in with the burger in a little bit. We're doing the food, <laughs> the food industry stuff, food automation stuff. So yeah, I mean that sucks. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even know what I do. You know, it's, the whole place burned literally is gone. It's crazy. Shall we hop on to some uh, game jam talk? Uh, yeah, uh, we got. Do you want to start well, it before, off? Before, but. Yeah, because I'm not going to start off with Painter Story. I'm going to start off with another game jam that wrapped last year. The Emmy Game Jam 2021, which is a game jam for making games for the Amiga. They are having their awards show on Twitch on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, pretty much right after No Agenda, if they end on time which we know they won't the uh is there's no canonical schedule for for uh the stream it's not going to be on the stream is it it's going to be on twitch you said it's not going to be rebroadcast no, it's on, twi- by anyone? It's on yeah. twitch yeah no that might be fun to watch um have you seen this yeah, event they're before be, they're gonna be they're gonna be showing the games um it's hosted by it's hosted by a guy known in the Amiga community as Amiga Bill. Uh, one of the judges is one of the guys who was behind the original Amiga, R.J. McCall. Okay. Who, who was the guy behind the user interface in uh, in the original Amiga OS. Mm. And there's a couple other there's a couple other judges as well. But uh, that that's the name that that's the name that's attracted me to wanting to watch this. Are there any favorites for best uh, game? Or what are the categories? That's a good question. Uh, I'm not sure if there really are categories. It's just one Twitch stream. One winner. How many games do you think are entering? Is it like two and then one of them is going to win? Or is there some variety No, there are 18 entries. 18 entries. 
And they include they include ports of Nightmare and Green Beret to the Amiga. Uh, Wonder Boy port. I'm seeing Command and Conquer Amiga port. Yes. That's interesting. Oh, wait, are all these ports? Also, They're wait not a minute. All ports, no. <laughs> Poker Night Dream Rick Girls. Dangerous is not a port. Hello, Poker Night Dream Girls. That's my favorite yeah. to win. Wow, let me link that to the chat. That's not Amiga safe for version work. of. Well, this is another port. Amiga version of a PC strip poker game that was originally published by VTO in 1993. Oh, man. Video poker, man. You know, I think if you did strip poker at a casino, it would be more fun. How come no one's doing that? Um, because nobody wants to see the like rich fat like... guys get naked. Oh, man. I checked out the casino here, too. I've been exploring Ohio a lot, obviously. There's, there's more shit I can't even talk about now. It's It's... Uh, it's either not topical or I need to find a way to work it in. But one of the things I did do is I went to a local casino and I scoped it out. And uh, it, I'm always disappointed when I go to one of these things. I don't gamble. And so I've been to a lot of casinos, but I don't play the games. I just wander around until uh, I get weird looks and then I leave. And what I'm always looking for is electromechanical games, you know, stuff that's not just basically a big iPad uh, Anything that has a gimmick, anything that looks old, uh, anything that's, you know, not the basic bitch cookie cutter video poker machine. And I'll tell you what, there was none of that here. <laughs> it was it was all the most boring um, looking uh, casino floor. It's like, if you, imagine the most boring casino you went in and it looked like that. By the way, it looked the same as the one in Maryland, too, which I also wandered around. Uh, it's just uh i don't know i guess the people who go to these casinos are looking for something different than what i go to casinos to look for so you know i guess they're getting something out of it i don't but whatever i'm always they're disappointed getting out though, of yeah. it the ability to throw their throw their money around ostentatiously yeah they're they're getting the ability to sit in the same spot and push a big ipad over and over until they run out of dollars that's the way i see it i don't know yeah <laughs> ain't doing so now on to yeah now, on to Nanorino. Mm -hmm. So there are already a bunch of uh, a bunch of submissions. Fifty-four as of right now, with still about two and a quarter days remaining before you can no longer submit entries. Yep. And so, and I found I found this article just looking up Nanorino twenty twenty two. There is a there is an article on. VN Game Den showing off some of the some of the games that have already been put up, in, starting off of course with a uh, with a Yowie VN, which is apparently a mystery story. Uh huh. Mystery story. I don't know mystery story. Who's we've got a dick up his ass? We've got to find the mystery. Oh my! Uh, and, then, and, then, and then we're gonna solve it. Is there a mystery in here? No. And uh, apparently, it is a commercial project as well that is going to be sold for five bucks on Steam. That's something I don't like about the more recent Nano Reno trend, which is that there's a number of games which look kind of cool, but then what you'll find out is it's actually just a professional group who's doing a uh, like a backdoor pilot. You know, they they have oh we're developing our demo and then. They could have been developing it before. It's just they see the game jam as a vehicle to advertise, you know, to launch their uh, their new title. So, yeah, it's it's one thing where you where you 
create something at the gym and then you're like, hey, this might actually, this might actually be marketable and take what you made, polish it up, expand it, and then sell the result of that, right? And there have actually been a number of games from ToeJam that have ended up that way, where, where a bunch of devs created something, it was... It was like rough because I mean you're only do you're only doing it over like two and a half days, but it was lots of fun, and so it would be polished up and then end up like on Steam or back in the day XBLA, right? Yep, <laughs> XBLA. I forgot about that. Yeah, man, XBLA. That was that was such a trip with uh, with games like the one where where you. Essentially, essentially, Nanaka crash with a fetus. Jeez, that's a baby maker extreme. I think is what it's called. I know the guy who made it. Oh, sure you do. No, because, I, no, I do because it because he's been. I, I'm not he's surprised. Been part of the Toronto game dev scene for years. I that's the kind of stuff that I want to see out of a game jam, like high concept, like really. <laughs> Like really bad ideas you take seriously for a short period. Like happens, uh, you know? like a visual novel where you were where you were dating like the like seraphim and cherubim and the powers uh, <laughs> beyond that of the angels. So I have a uh, a, a picture I just linked for the chat, which is the Archangel High uh, Angel Dating Sim, and just uh, looks it looks like what I expect out of Nano Reno, which is. Or what I want to see out of Nano Reno, which is kind of rough around the edges, high concept, <laughs> you know, uh, no net Absolutely. kind of stuff. So yeah, crazy, crazy fun stuff. The stuff stuff that might not necessarily <laughs> ever be sellable, but it's certain, but it's certainly a lot of fun to put together and a lot of fun to play. Here's a game. It's called IRS. I'm reading one of these. It's a submission called IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, it's the only uh, game with anti-tax propaganda. <laughs> it says that it's byline. Uh, nice. I might have to read this one. Oh, geez, the screenshot looks scary. Well, speaking uh -oh. of high concept and no net, uh, we have our uh, game jam that we're working on, which is Cold Ass's Painter Story, and that one is. I want to rename it. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We got to rename it because it is not Cold Acid's Painter Story. What? It is Painter Story, but it's not Cold Acid's. It's more. It's more the rare encounter painter story. You can't change I, the I name. I had a very. I had a very specific vision. Okay, with painter story, and like hug pillow factories and uh, burritos weren't part of that vision. Don't you think uh, the the last day of the jam is a little late for this? Dude, I've been trying to raise this for a while, and I've even mentioned it. Uh, before, not on our show, but I've mentioned it uh, where you should have where you should have seen it and read it like I oh, wow. like during you and uh, Spencer doing episodes of Abelcraft, I've tried bringing it up yeah. and it's like you guys just ignored it. Do you mean what I'm doing another podcast? You were talking about you were talking about the project on there. Uh, yeah, I don't always read the chat, though. So what do you want to call Obviously. it then? If it's not Cold Acid's Painter Story, what do you want to call it? Painter Let's... Story RE or yeah. Repainter Story or 
rare paint encounter story. How about uh, Abel Kirby's painter story? Abel Kirby's painter story. That works fine for me. All right, too. we're going to call it that. And then we what what can happen is uh, you can do Cold Acid's painter story and we'll see whose is better. No, I I've pretty much I've pretty much given up on my painter story ever being actually done. Well, why do you want right? Why why can't we use the name then? Because it's not because it's not Cold Acid's vision in this project. I know. I mean <laughs> I That was I the mean, joke. like which now, when it's some, when it's something like uh, when it's something like Tom Clancy's whatever whatever mystery tech uh, military story of the week, Tom Clancy's that, Scooby Doo. That's a different case because for, because first of all, he licensed his name for that purpose, and second of all, those are along the same lines of the stuff that he would be coming up with himself back when he was still alive. But uh, Cold Acids. Painter story or cold acids, uh, fantasy warfare novel and shit like that, right? That's got to be my vision. I'm not licensing my name, right, or anything like that. I'm not Tom Clancy, but when I got a vision, man, I got a vision, and I'm not that hot on like just throwing my name around like Tom Clancy has, or or what's his name, the guy who keeps writing things like pulling entire novels out of his ass every other month um what's his name stephen king oh yeah i'm not a okay well we'll we'll call it uh what do you think about abel kirby's painter story then or we could just call it painter story 22 painter or story abel kirby's painter story or the rare painter story <sighs> we got options okay well that took the fun out of my fun bag um Okay, we'll come up with something after the show then. Um, yeah. In the to be named to be determined painter story game, all we know is it's going to be called painter story something. Uh, the um, GitHub Sir, project got is the idea. The rarest of painter stories. The rarest of painter stories. Uh, there. There's uh, some art assets that got imported. I think there's one character sprite that were one set of character sprites were missing. The backgrounds are all imported. The script is imported, and there's well, except for. I think the Act 2 needs to be... F uh, we have to finish importing it. Uh, which means putting it in the RemPy format, which is the thing that has to be done. Um, but I'm going to yeah, finish up the script you've tonight. Been, uh, you've been doing quite a bit of that. I saw, I saw like some emails show up from GitHub <laughs> that stuff was pushed in. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably... What but I was like, doing I is... I mean, I've been sick the last few days, so I didn't get any direction done at all. What I've been doing is loading in a chunk of script, testing it, making sure that it runs without crashing, and then uh, as long as I have a state where the game works and loads, then I push a, a commit, you know, uh, so I can save it and then do the next one. So I don't. That's re that's reasonable. It's always good to make sure that things work before you commit. Yeah. So I think I have to get up. Uh, there's a couple more scenes left I didn't get to last night, and. Uh, then uh, I got to put the music in the backgrounds, tie everything together. But that's a pass. You know, that's something I could do tomorrow yeah. and uh, we'll launch it tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> without what? any direction? Well, it's going to be directed as well as it is. I mean, tomorrow night's the 31st. There's not a lot of time left. That's true. But I do it's... believe it said, hold on. 
You can submit up to April 2nd, 2022 at 1 a.m. Okay, so you're saying we have Friday also. Friday counts? We can we can use Friday, yes. Okay, well, we'll submit Friday night. If we have to, we can use Friday. Friday night uh, before midnight would be great, and then we have an hour. <laughs> if you don't miss that midnight, you know, we get till 1 a.m., so that's, uh, we get an hour of... Uh, an hour to slide the schedule. Did I say 1 a.m.? Yes, 1 a.m. 1 a.m. So what I figure what I figure is that is that those of us who know how to do direction, we all just like pull scenes and add in the direction uh while we're all listening to Hog Story. Yes. Um cool. And the music's great. Uh I got there was one more track came in from Lavash uh that was uh, popped in there and that one is going to be for a dream sequence i got all the dream visuals we haven't really talked about that but there's a, a serpent not serpent serpent <laughs> the uh the sir serpent uh has uh provided some dream trippy dream backgrounds uh that he made with a machine Sweet. learning uh, algorithm and those are can be imported for there's a couple dream sequences in the uh in the game and those have to be tied in too. But I was flipping through. These are like vaguely sexual. <laughs> I mean, they look kind of weird if you flip through them. So uh, look forward to that. I, you know, sometimes it looks like a big toenail. Sometimes it looks like a boob. You can't really tell uh, because it's machine learning uh, and it's doing its thing. Okay. Yep. So that's the painter story wrap up. I got some anime stuff. You got anime stuff? Yeah. I, I saw that. Uh, I saw that you had some. Uh anime pictures in there and then i noticed the uh the heading just above them yes strike witches it is strike witches so katakawa's booth um had a preview and they had a stage set up at that uh convention i, I said the name on the show but they had they launched the trailer and they announced a release date for uh, luminous witches and the the trailer has uh, one of our favorite anime tropes, which is they sing Amazing Grace. That's the the song at the end of the trailer. Is that's one of the songs? Awesome, sing, so. of course, of course. <laughs> As gotta you get that. Uh, gotta get that Sornowoto feel in there, right? Exactly. Especially looking at, uh, especially looking at like that. Uh, the first and the last of those uh, of those screenshots that you've got. Yep. Because that's definitely got that same kind of feel in in terms of the scenery. Right. Yeah. So they show a couple of shots of London and a train going to London, uh, and then they're running around doing various things. I'm pretty sure this is the River Thames. I'm not familiar. I've never been to London, but I think that's now. What it my is. question. My question is, I thought. Uh, I thought the. I thought the characters were supposed to be plain girls, and this this girl here, obviously has like a tail and not wings. Well, she, they, uh, they all have tails and they also have planes that they put on their legs. It's strike witches. They do fly. It's in the trailer. Yes. But, but like how long have they had like furries in this series instead of just like girls with, uh, airplanes on their feet? Oh, they've always had like cat ears and stuff when they use their magic. Seriously? It, yeah. yeah. Have you ever watched strike witches? No. Ah, uh, and, and <laughs> they've always, so every, every, uh, every character in the show has a airplane that they're sort of emulating. They have a, you know, period correct, um, firearm that they use, uh, whether it's, uh, 
you know, depending on what country they're from, they have, you know, that... If not, if that not airplanes, then sometimes specific pilots. Well, they have the pilots, too. So there's, like, yeah. three or four layers to these. And they also, if that wasn't enough, they also have an animal familiar. And in the original Strike Witches, the animal familiars were literal characters. Like, they'd have, oh, it's a... Um, her familiar is a mouse or something. So they'd be like a little magical mouse that was hanging out with her. And that's what the first OVA was back before the series actually was made. The first OVA had that in, in the background. Um, but they cut that for the show for various reasons. I, I guess they thought it was too much. And for the last decade, the familiars have been lost. They never showed up on the screen until now. So Luminous Witches has these, uh, as the little animals as part of the show all of a sudden. So that's interesting. That and the, you can see, speaking of, uh, we were talking about the, the blimps, but there's some uh, arrow stats in the background of these shots, you know, some World War II era, um, you know, balloons. <laughs> Very interesting. Remember, remember the supposed reaction of Chuck Yeager to finding out about uh, his, uh, his XP? Yeah, where he said, well, her tits bigger than everyone else's, and they, he's, okay, I'm fine with that, I think was his reaction. Apparently, apparently that's made up. Really? Yeah. That's apocryphal. It is, it is. Apparently, apparently he was informed, but never actually had a response to it. Oh. Well. But I do, I do like the, I do like the thought that, that he was like, she better have the biggest tits. Yeah. Because, I mean, that. That just fe that just feels right about him. Like, I mean, somebody who is as much of a daredevil as he was with the sort of shit that he did, right? I mean, you have to be like crazy ass daredevil, right? It just he it just seems appropriate, right? Staying in the same era, uh, maybe a little after, there was that uh, Spy X family, which was a manga I was talking about. I don't know a year and a half ago. Uh, that's getting yeah, and an they have a. Yeah, they have an anime coming up in the spring season. Yeah, and so that one's something I'm excited about. That was a lot of fun. That's the kind of reminiscent of, uh, like, divided Berlin. You know, there's a Cold War, spycraft going on, a lot of, um, like, I think the opening scene is like, oh, uh, the guy does the handoff to the other spy, the briefcase with the documents, and then he runs away, and then... Another car pulls up and the same guy gets out and he goes, what? Where are the documents? Goes, we just gave them to you. And then, you know, it cuts to the guy walking down the alley, pulls off his mask and it's, you know, the, the super sleuth spy underneath, you know, it's that kind of cheesy spy craft stuff. And so they have a, a guy who has to infiltrate a, uh, another country and he's going to get some dirt. And so he has to build up a fake family. Uh, so he's like trying to shop around and find his, well, I have to, I'm going to get a, a kid to put inside the school to become friends with the, the target's uh, son. And so what I need to do, and it's a school for gifted kids. So he's like going to the orphanage, trying to find out, oh, I need a smart kid. Cause she's got to get in the school. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's uh, very funny in the way they present everything. It's, it's flippant and funny at the same time. So, and then it, Me, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really looking forward to my, short series of Onipansu. Oh, yes. That one we had in the notes a little while ago, didn't we? No, no, you sent yeah, me Oni a... Pan. I, men I mentioned it. You sent it on Synology chat. That's what you did. That's why I know what it was. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. 
Oh, man. So that's coming up in anime. Um, coming up in music, uh, I already plugged this once, but Cold Years has a new album coming out. Uh, I'm excited for that. That's at the end of April. So They're a band I always liked. So yeah. Let's see what we have. Um, we got the Frozen Dead Guy days. Yeah, what is this? This is a, an event in Colorado. It came up on No Agenda uh, once or twice, and I wanted to mention it. Uh, I had heard it, I think, on No Agenda Social um, I had never seen this when I lived in Colorado, but in apparently it's an ongoing tradition where they have a big party outside and they do things like have a coffin races and carry the frozen dead guy and um, bowling with frozen turkeys and a bunch of other weird and wild events. And they do it in the middle of winter in Colorado and they have it's like all sponsored by weed companies and breweries. So it kind of gives you an idea what's happening there. But uh, it's sounds like a lot of fun. In fact, they had a let me read the events. The uh, they have a blue ball and frozen dead guy VIP journey. Let's see. They had new friends from all walks of life. And gen- oh, these are just the uh, the things on here. They have a frozen T-shirt contest. <laughs> I don't know how you have a frozen T-shirt contest, but that's what they do. Uh, polar plunge, uh, I, I that bet, kind of stuff. I bet, you, I bet you with that, the nipples could cut diamonds. Cut diamonds. Yeah, and the frozen turkey bowling and a couple of other things. So, uh, looks like, and they also, they, number 10, they say, three heated super tents featuring over 30 live bands. This place, this whole event sounds lit. And the the pictures for it are all these wild, like, it's very Boulder, Colorado in the in the way they compose this. Like, if you go to Boulder, Colorado and you pick up the, the local zines, this is what they look like. It's just a bunch of weird composite photos of, like, a guy jumping in space. <laughs> it's psychedelic crap. So, I love it. I, I just wanted to share that. I wanted to mention that I went to this website. <laughs> this is the extent of the story. I saw a website and I thought it was cool. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about it on the show. Also, you of can course. you can make a team and carry a frozen dead guy in a race. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Well, you carry him in a coffin is what you do. So it's like he's in a coffin. You have to carry him to the end of the, to the finish line without uh, spilling him over. Ah, man. Well, There's... what do you want to get to? Uh, we got to do some boostograms at the end of the show. Do you want to have a last topic? We could just do that. Oh, I think we're long. Actually. I don't ha- I don't have a last topic. I brought up all my stuff. Let's do... We're long, actually, so let's do Boostergrams and uh, wrap it up. All right. We can we can do that, I suppose. So if you boosted during the show, you heard those pews coming in, uh, then if you sent a Boostergram... Yes, yes, we cold have... Cold acid is going to... We have a few to go through. Pull them up and starting read them. Off, starting off with uh, 3333 sats from Harv Hat. No message, though. Okay. Thank you, Harv Hat. Then, yeah, thank you, Harv Hat. Uh, Booberry, about 56 minutes ago, sent in 369 sats with the message, Ohio goes Imos. Ohio goes Imos. Uh. Followed by another 3333 sats, this time from Cotton Gin, who says, you are wrong. Wow, how, how mean Cotton Gin saying that to Booberry just for saying Ohio goes Imos? Jeez. Booberry sent in another 369 sats shortly after that with It'll Be Our Secret. And just a few moments ago, we got 8888 sats out of Carolyn. And she said, that Honda wind tunnel, that car in there looked like an NSX. 
Check out 1991 NSX. It was made for anime. Break a leg. <laughs> and with that, I actually... When I saw that, I actually looked something up. And apparently... Apparently, there is a... Uh, there is a anime, Chiaki's Journey, which was essentially commissioned by Acura to show off their Type S performance vehicles. The 22 TLX Type S... 2022 MDX Type S and 2022 NSX Type S. Plus, there's another thing that makes me think NSX and anime, and no, it is not Initial D. It is actually Magic Earth Rare or Magic Knight Ray Earth. Aha! Uh -huh. Because the uh, because like one of the mechs from from the Autozam Empire, right? Is called the NSX, and here here's the other here's the other here's the actual characters, the character names from AutoZam. There's Eagle Vision, who pilots the FTO. There's Geometro, who pilots the GTO. Yep. Zazu Torque, who is the engineer for the NSX. Right. So they're Notice all... something about those names? Yeah, they're all named after cars. And his name's Torque. <laughs> yeah. His name's Torque. Yeah. Pontiac GTO. Yeah. Geometro and Eagle Vision, though. Those are the best. <laughs> Jeez. We got two more boosts just coming in now. 1776 sats from the revolutionary Booberry, who says nothing but snatch. Snatch. And then followed up again with another 999 sats from the same fellow, same Booberry, once again saying snatch. 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 You gotta get that snatch, man. Snatch. Get get the snatch. Grabbing that snatch. <laughs> okay, I think that's a good place oh, to you end. Know, no, just, no, just like more? just like uh just like the <laughs> President 45, you know, grab him by the pussy. Grab that snatch. All right. Oh, yeah, grabbing that snatch. How come the show always devolves into something like this? <laughs> Can never keep it above the water. Because we're terrible people. All right. Well, until next time, I'll be riding in my, uh, my mech, the Plymouth Horizon. Uh, if you see me, yeah. you can wave. <laughs> and, until then, I'll be Abel Kirby. I'll be cold acid. Adios. Right. Uh, keep it fruity. I had a good woman. But she lay down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she lay down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't satisfied?